Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Rachel. And I'm Neely, and today we have C.W. Farnsworth, a.k.a. Charlotte, with us, and we're so excited to chat with her. She's an author, author ugh, I can't talk, of numerous adult <laughs> and young adult romance novels featuring sports, strong female leads, and happy endings, which we love, because like we don't want to mess around with sad endings here. No, we don't need those sad endings. Uh, Charlotte lives in Rhode Island, and when she isn't spin, uh, when she isn't writing, she spends her free time reading at the beach or snuggling with her Australian shepherd. Bird. Uh, hi, Charlotte. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, Thank we're so excited. Me. I, as soon as I read Six Summers to Fall, I was like, I have to have her on the podcast, like, immediately. Because um, I just loved it so much. And then I And that cover, it. I feel like your covers, um, like the Six Summers to Fall, I mean, we, so Neely's read two of your books and I'm in the process. We talked about this before we started recording. I'm in the process of reading one. But uh, your covers are so cute. And like really, they're I feel so like they're beautiful. like. They're so beautiful. Yeah, they really catch pleasing. your attention. Yeah. Yeah. I really like them. Yeah. There's kind of. I write in a lot of some different subgenres, and so I feel like my covers kind of follow that trajectory where I have some cutesy illustrated covers and then some that are more, um, you know, darker, mysterious, based yeah. on the genre. But uh, yeah, the Six Summers to Fall cover is a personal favorite of mine as well. That's a good cover. I'm definitely a judge a book by its cover, girl. Like, I have I was a about to say as that. As much as I love a sports romance and a spicy book, if it's like a guy just like straight up that looks like not like a real guy looks. I'm like, I don't even know if I can read this. Like, I'm sure it's good, but... Oh, see, I can definitely read it, but I will judge. I will judge. I'm like, oh, that's, I know what kind of book I'm getting. This is myself why into. when Rachel and I get an option from like publishers, I'm like, I want the discreet <laughs> cover. Um, yeah. And Rachel's like, I don't want the discreet cover. Like, give want, me the abs. She's My like, kids I will want the play with it, but shirt. it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. Okay. A lot of references, obviously. And so that's, can be difficult as an author as well. There have been covers where I've deliberated endlessly on on what best kind of goes with the yeah. book. And usually I just try to be true to what I feel like the vibe or the aesthetic of the book is and hope and that nobody the cover- knows better than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's your it's your book, so you have to like you have to want to look at it too. Um yeah. should we get into some one and five star moments? Let's do it. Do you want to start or do you want me to sure, start? Sure, sure. I'll start. Um, so my okay. one star, which is going to come as a shock to not to Rachel, um, is that my kids don't have camp for this week or the two weeks after this. Um, and school doesn't start for three weeks. And it's just straight up hard. Um, we're on day two of this. And I looked at my husband <laughs> tonight and I was like, I'm not going to survive this. Like, I will, like, this is going to end me because... I love my children and I love being a mom, but I'm mom best. They're gone for seven hours a day and I'm able to get work done without people asking me questions every 14 seconds. And we've had babysitters, but like, they're also like 15. So they just like, you know, I mean, they're not like firm 
parents. They're like, yeah, go ask your mom. And I'm like, no, like I'm paying you. You're missing the point. And I feel like we underestimate, I mean, even uh, I don't personally underestimate, but like society underestimates the value of like a stay at home mom. And I do it for like half a minute. I could never. Absolutely no. No. One of my best, or not one of, several of my close girlfriends are stay-at-home moms. And I'm like, I don't know how you do this. And I don't know, like one of my friends only sent her kids to camp for like three weeks total this summer. And I'm like, I'm that mom on February 1st when the camp stuff opens up that's like, register. Like I <laughs> like set an alarm on my phone. And like the problem All is summer. that camps here only go until like the end of July at best. Like there's just like nothing the first couple weeks of August ever. So it's like, even if you sign your kids up for all the camps. Like there's just not camps um, in August, but like, that's the point in the summer where you're like ready to just like be done anyway. And I'm like, no, they need to reverse this. There should always be camps up until exactly when school starts. Um, Yeah. Also, my cousin lives in Arizona and their kids started school today. (gasps) I'm like, I'm sorry. It is July 25th. That is. They do year round. They must do year round. No. What? When do they get done? What's like? When does their school end? I should ask her because I have a lot of questions. Because the year round is technically you still get like six weeks of summer. It's just a short, a way shorter summer. Um, but she's like first day of school, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Excuse. I was like, maybe it's my jealousy talking because I would love it. Yeah. School, but (laughs) like we're gonna move to Arizona. Let's pack all our stuff up. No, I'm. I would never (laughs) go that far. Um, my five star moment. I have two. Um, so Rachel and I have the same one. We got um, arcs of Unravel Me, which I'm sure by the time this episode airs, Unravel Me will be out and no one will care. But yeah. as of right now, Unravel Me by Becca, Becca Mack is not out, but we got arcs of it. And I'm like, feel like that little meme that's going around. It's like, I know something you don't know. <laughs> um, but anyways, I've only gotten to read four chapters because it's been a day. But yeah. I'm probably going to stay up till like midnight reading it just because the only time I get quiet. Um, and then my other one is I just feel really invigorated with work. I had a um, call with uh, my partnerships manager. So Charlotte, I am an influencer full-time. It's what I do. I've been doing it for 14 years. Well, full-time for like nine years, but I've had a blog for 14 years and I had a call with my partnerships manager recently. And we just like had some good strategy and I've been making a lot of reels, which does not come naturally to me, but I bet you noticed Rachel because I've been just like, I have real happy. Um, We had a good call, and I just I think in my head, and I'm sure like as an author too, Charlotte, like you feel this way, like that reels or TikToks like have to be so like perfectly like constructed, and they have to be like beautiful and aesthetic, and like if they're not that way, you're like not just I'm not going to do it because it's hard, and I cannot like I have very limited um, knowledge of editing, and I'm just not it's never going to be like that perfect transition and stuff. That's just like not yeah. my vibe. Um, and once I was like, you know what? I don't have to do it that way. I just like felt yeah. more invigorated. Cause I was like, I don't have to stress myself out. It can just be. Yeah. What you got to give yourself permission to just kind of like, let it, I'm very let big it flow. On just giving myself permission to yeah. not do what everyone else is doing. To not be perfect. And just to, which also yeah. um, I'm giving myself permission to not do what I felt like everyone else in Dallas did today and stress out about trying to get Polar Express Christmas tickets for the Great Bang thing, which is six months away or five months away. Oh my gosh. But the tickets went on sale today. Yeah. No, the Great Bang, like the train. 
Um, you like get on the Polar Express train and it's like, like in the movie, we did it three years ago and I was so <sighs> underwhelmed and I was like, I will never spend that kind of money again because Listen, was, you know what I am not the kind of mom, you know what kind of mom I am not? One that buys stuff for Christmas in July? That kind of mom. Same. I am like, I will make, we will have great memories. You will have an amazing childhood. So I said this it on It is our- not going to be this shit. But I said this on our local moms group today because a mom had posted anonymously. If you're listening, hi. I don't know who you are, but you posted anonymously. (laughs) But this is for you, and I want you to hear this. I feel like moms, and maybe it's not just moms, like stress themselves to the core to try to like have these perfect, like picture perfect Christmas memories, and we're going to go do every activity, and we're all, and you end up miserable. Because you haven't enjoyed it because you're just trying to make everyone else have a good time. And your kids would be totally fine in the same kind of Christmas magic, making cookies and watching Home Alone with you. And they will be spending $200 to go to this Polar Express thing that is like 20 minutes long and so underwhelming that you're just going to be pissed off at the end that you even sat in line for three hours. It was like trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. People were in queues (laughs) for hours today. I was like... No. I was reading all the comments and I'm like, I want to find each of these moms and be like, you know what? You're a great mom. Yeah. You say, fuck this shit. My kids don't need to go on the Polar Express. I, I just like can't like see moms do this anymore. It's just, it drives Listen, me nuts. Everybody, everybody who's listening, this is your blanket, uh, like permission to do what you want Yeah, and not do it just but because somebody else FOMO. is doing it. I think it's it. like the anticipated FOMO of like everyone's going to be doing this and they're then my kids are going to go to school it's like the elf on the shelf you're like I guess oh, I we don't have to do that do, shit I guess nope. I have to like throw an elf around my house for absolutely 25 not. days although we do elf on the shelf but I use him all year round and I'm like I'm like you know what Chippy's gonna tell Santa you didn't listen to him. Chippy listen mm-hmm. we don't even do Santa like that's how crazy we are I know Hot I know. Take. What do you tell your children? Hot take uh, that we get their presents for them. Oh no, I'm doing that this year. Santa's just doing stockings because I'm really tired of Santa getting the credit for me. Yeah, yeah. doing work. No, we just don't do. And they, <laughs> they like still want to go. They still like want to see Santa, and like that's fine. But they know that he's like a character and not like like he's like Elsa. What are your My kids are six and four. We have our kids are the same age. Mine are three and six. Um, yeah. And I like live in fear of the day that Liam comes home and tells me Santa's not real because I was 13 I when I discovered Santa wasn't real. I was I old my- too. And that's I why just- I didn't do it. That's why I was like, I don't want to do it. And we uh, like we in and, and we they don't have any cousins. Like they don't have anybody who I they have can, to like, show they you can this spoil thing. it for kids at school. Did but they, I- we are like very strict about don't do that. I put this in my phone. When did I put this? Uh Last December, somebody posted it on Facebook, and it it says, when Liam needs to know about Santa, and it's literally, like, what somebody wrote to tell your kids, and it's great, and it's, like, talking about how, like, don't spoil it for the little kids, like, yes. now, now you get to be in charge of, like, yes. being the magic. It was, like, I was, like, yeah. okay, I'm saving it as a note in my phone, because I'm going to need yeah. this. Future, like, future me is going to be, haven't like, ruined it you, for anybody yet. So who knows? But I can tell you right now if it's one of my kids that's going to do it, it's going to be Charlotte. No. She's just – she is – She's going to be like, let me tell you about this. She will march her little three-year-old ass to school and be like, Santa's not to every kid because 
that's her personality. Whereas like Liam will probably know Santa's not real, but like for us, he will take it to like, the grave. He's just gonna be like, I'm 37, and I'm Santa. Yeah. Like he is <laughs> absolutely he is me, and Charlotte is like, this is dumb. I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, um, I'm not doing but it. But Andrew wants to tell the kids that about him. Andrew wants to tell them that it's a story. That's <laughs> all you. Listen, I'm not, listen. I'm not crossing that line. <laughs> no, no. You go because today Liam was like, can. Is God a person? And we were like, no. And he's like, yes, he is. And I was like, listen, I'm oh, the I'm amount of theological conversations this, we have with I'm our six year from this combo. Like, as mm. Andrew, this is a daddy conversation. Okay. Like, yeah. I, like we said, I will take periods with Charlotte, but you're also taking yeah. Jesus and God because I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, I, this is a lot. I am not going to be the bad guy about this. Like, no. I just, no, you're like, I'm, right. I, yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay. So my Sorry, one that story. Was a <laughs> we just went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> this is a Santa <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> I think I just like blew your mind when I said that. Okay. Okay. So here's my one star. Um, I think, and and my husband listens to this podcast and he's going to laugh when hey, we Brian. this part. Hey, Brian. Um, I <laughs> think that I'm lactose intolerant and I'm like really upset about it. And so, so is Charlotte. Uh, really? I'm like, I had a sandwich. Okay, which like I'm also not like trying really hard to avoid. She's like, as even I though I know cheese. this about myself. Yeah. So I ate today, I made a sandwich, and we ran out of like normal cheese, like Havarti for your sandwiches. So I ha- I just put like a slice of American cheese on there. <laughs> like that was what I had on my sandwich. And then I my stomach hurts so bad. And it's really I sad. don't really I don't eat anything on my sandwiches except turkey and bread because I'm three. You are, yes. Okay, I'm Amy. a child. Yeah, <laughs> I have a so small that's, child. That's my one star, and then my five stars. Uh, reading, I'm so excited to read Unravel Me. It's going to be awesome. So that's my excitement for today. What about you, Charlotte? It's early in the week. She's like, my week's been awesome. So no one started coming. She's like, Um, sorry, weather's perfect. Life's great. Sucks to be all. Never. Um, This is my last week of work, actually, before I transition to writing full time. I'm so excited for you. I saw your post. That's so amazing. Like, what a five-star. That is amazing. It's very exciting, a little scary, and definitely kind of bittersweet leaving, and it's a hex hectic week wrapping up everything I've been working on so that's been a bit of a downer amazing for you I know yeah I mean I feel like like okay and I promise this is gonna come back um in the movie Hope Floats at the very end if you've never seen Hope Floats like I don't know what to tell you I assume both of you have seen Hope Floats you not seen it? The title sounds so familiar, but I can't think about it. It's with Sandra Bullock. It's from, like, the early to mid-90s, and she, like, yeah. her husband goes on the talk show and, like, basically, like, tells her that he's leaving her. Anyway, the very begin- end of this, it's a rom-com-ish. Um, at the end, she says, like, beginnings are scary, endings are usually sad, but it's the middle that counts. And I literally, that quote plays in my head, like, probably daily, because I feel like it's just so applicable to, like, everything in life. And I literally yeah. said it to my six-year-old the other day. I was like, like, you let know. Me tell, let me give you some wisdom from Hope Floats because, from the early listen, 90s classic. <laughs> I will tell you, I don't know who wrote that movie, but when we wrote that line, like, it lives rent-free in my head and I use it. If you're listening to the podcast. Multiple situations. This is a Hope Floats podcast now. This um, is a Hope Floats podcast. Okay, wait, Charlotte, what were you – Are you, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this. What were you – What are you doing that you're not going to be doing anymore? She's like, what's your job? 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to phrase that. Very legal in criminal law. So. Oh, different. so this is like totally, totally different. This is a hard left. Yeah. Hard left. Yeah. That I love that. Super interesting though. Like. It is. Yeah. It's a lot of heavy graphic, disturbing. I'm sure. And you're like, and this is why I write romance, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I need something lighter at the end of my day. <laughs> like, been a nice escape from that. Uh, yeah. Type of work too. But yeah, it's, I love everyone I work with. And it's obviously the kind of work where you feel like you're making an impact and a change. And, Absolutely. You know, Society as cliche and cheesy as that may sound. So, um, do you have any like do that too? I think your books definitely make an impact. Um, do you have any like dark romances or like mafia? I do have a mafia, and I have. Like, a do you take inspiration there. from your? No. Yeah. Okay. No. You're like too real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an escape. The mafia, I think, is pretty light mafia in terms of. Okay. If I've never read Mafia Romance. Mafia Light. But Mafia Light like, is probably what I would need to do. Mafia Romance and um, that it was kind of like a nice transition to the genre or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, it's not super heavy or um, dark. It's not enough. like what you what you do. So it, is your five and one star kind of intertwined and not like excited to do your full time writing, but sad to leave your job? Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's a mixed, mixed bag on both sides of it, where I'm obviously very excited and I feel very lucky to be able to take this on as a full-time career. Um, but yeah, it's a scary jump and a big change, life change, career change, um, all the changes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I have some, I have some very exciting things coming down the pipeline in my writing career. And so this has been a good, um, all the timing has worked out well in terms of, um, what I have planned for the rest of the year and kind of things going on behind the scenes, um, that I will hopefully be able to announce soon. And so, um, it's all, it's all come together well, but yeah, it's, it's always hard to, and yeah. things are hard. And yeah. Things are, are scary. Beginning. Yeah. Right? It's the middle. It's the middle. It's the middle. Counts. So you yeah. just gotta hope a chance to float up and it will. It will. That's what Sandra Bullock said. She said it will. Okay. Just float right back up. Um, right, what's a recent read that <gasps> you loved? I'm so excited to talk about it because we're having her on the podcast soon. Yes. So I read Call It What You Want. Um, well, I can't think of your name. Um, by <laughs> Alyssa, Dear <laughs> Goddess. Sorry, I'm like, my mind just went blank. And okay, so I like to say I love books with happy endings. This is not that. Um, so Rachel will probably never read it, but I will not. As somebody who was in a super unhealthy relationship in my early 20s, I related a lot. If you, it was very, I was telling her, I was texting her, the author while I was reading it, I was like, it's very similar in a way to the book Tell Me Lies, if you've ever read that. But um, basically, it's about, it's the girl who wrote it, it wrote it about her relationship. So she was in this situation ship, which I guess is like what the kids are calling it these days. Um, with this guy for several years where it was just like very, like they were never officially dating, but they were like, it was one of those, like very can't call it what you want kind of things. And, um, you know, she was like very in it, but he was just giving her like little bits and pieces of him and like 
I've been there. I've been that girl. And I was like texting her. I'm like, I promise you, you will find the guy. Like reading it, I was just like, I just want to give you a hug because like she's 27. And like, I literally, I met my husband when I was 28. And like, I have been that 27 year old girl who's just like taking the breadcrumbs that you're throwing out there. And like, that's just going to be what you eat. And um, but she took her heartbreak and she wrote this book. And I think that's amazing. Like when I told, I yeah. told her, I was like, that is so much more constructive than what I did when I was heartbroken, which is mostly <laughs> just drink and just like, drink shop. it. Yeah. Like she's like, Oh, I did that too. I was like, yeah, but like you actually did yeah. something constructive. that's going to help people who like won't yeah. feel alone. And she said, it's because she was reading all of these romances and she's like, but I'm not seeing like my, my story, my story yeah. like represented. And I'm like, dang, like, I just love it. And I love it for her. And so, um, not smutty has a very like open-ended ending, but it's so good. And I read it in literally like a day. And it's funny because Rachel can tell you, she woke up one morning to this (laughs) text thread and about this book. And she's like, I don't even know what's going on. And why are y'all up so early? It was like 7 a.m. And and it was me and our friend Diana Elliott Graham and Alyssa and Rachel in this like Instagram group DM. And Rachel was like, there was like 400 messages and Rachel jumped in and she's like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Like, I why are you calling? And was I was like, it was Alyssa, like a Saturday morning. We're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Alyssa, I love you. I don't know you, but I love you and I will never read your book. So I am we here are to support you. And I will just facilitate the conversation because I just think it's going to be so helpful to so many girls. And I feel yeah. like it should almost be a book that you're like given when you start college. Like, we're going to give you this book. Like We're going to make you really sad. Here you go. But like, I wish that book had existed for me. Like, I was like, what is yeah. wrong with me that I'm like finding these losers? And it's like, no, that's yeah. just a lot of people. Because not all of us meet our yeah. husbands when we're 18, Joel. Um, yeah. I know. Anyway, so I read it. Just... I loved it. 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10 stars. So I, like, not similar at all. I just finished Heartless <laughs> by Elsie Silver. And I, like, it was, I'm just going to have a moment here to myself. <laughs> it was so good. Have you it read so Elsie Silver's book, Charlotte? I have. I haven't read. She was sweet enough to send me an ARG for Reckless, and I haven't um, read that it one yet. Is it is so good. The timing it. was like right around my most yeah. recent release, and so I was like running. I believe I read them back to back. Hold on, let me. I'm like 99 percent sure. So I haven't read. I read so I just right read Heartless. I haven't read the other two yet that are out. I will get to them. Um, but Heartless was so good, and everybody's been like Neely's been telling me to read this series for forever. And then like I love every. <sighs> we talked to Rebecca Jinchak. We had her on the podcast, and she was like, "You're gonna love Daddy Cade." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Like I don't know, like nanny single dad. I, I don't to, know how I feel about that. Just, I have to tell you this: just reading journey I took in my notes. I read Behind oh, the Nets, then I read Call It What You Want, then I read Left Field Love. That I read Done and Dusted. And I like, there was just like a lot happening in that trajectory. There's a lot Books. happening. Yeah. Um, no, apparently I read Breathless like over a month ago. I don't time. What is yeah. time? Right when know. everybody else was reading it. But Daddy Kate was so good. And it was like super dirty. And there was a, there's like that, there's like that hot tub scene. Daddy Kate. You guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And it Where was. She's sitting on the like, edge of the hot tub. There's obviously a couple. 
Well, there's that, but like there's a couple of hot tub scenes and they're they were so good. I was like, what is happening right now? I don't know. And I loved it. And so I'm excited. I to want to move to Chestnut Powerless. Springs. Mm-hmm. I do too. I want to move to Canada. I read oh, a lot of Canada. Man, everything Canadian is happening books. in Canada. Who knew? Canada is like our like, number one. All of our listeners apparently live in um, Canada right. or Seattle. Shout out to Canada. And Shout Seattle. out to Canada and, and the North. Not here. Yeah, we don't have, like, other than Dallas, which I assume are our friends and family, um, I feel yeah. like the majority of our listeners are in the northeast, northwest, and Canada is where yeah. our peeps are. It's like, which is, like, I want to be in, okay, Charlotte, have you read and or watched The Summer I Turned Pretty? I read the books a long time ago, like, when they first came out, but I, no, I have not watched the show. Ugh. It's I, so, so well. First of all, it's so good, I, but then because I know I will love it and get sucked into it, and I just don't. There's not that many episodes though. There's seven in the first season, and I think only four have been released in the second. So like, it's like yeah. one of those things where you could literally binge the whole thing in like a day. But like, isn't um, it in Maine? I, Aren't they in Maine? Cousins? Where's cousins? Where's I thought? I have no idea. I assumed cousins was like somewhere near like the Jersey Shore. Okay, well, whatever. They're I could be making that somewhere. up. I, if you know where Cousins Beach... in New Beach, England. If you know where Cousins Beach t- is... Um, is it a real let beach? Let us know. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I, I think it's, I literally it's in New have England no somewhere. I'm just answering questions that I don't know. Yeah, the answer. It's so good. Okay, anyway, Charlotte, what's a recent read that you have loved? Um, the most recent book I finished was Crimson River by Debney Perry. <sighs> it's on my list. The whole series yeah. is on... I got, yeah, she's been on my list, on my TBR forever, and she had, it's part of her Eden series, it's the most yeah. recent release, and so I read all of those over, like, the past couple months. I've heard they're so good. I'm out till December, so. Hmm. Maybe I'll like, save it, because I feel like, like, I am um, definitely one of those people, like, I will read a whole ass series, like, and that will be my yeah. personality for an entire month. Um, and see, I'm not a serious person, so it's it was like a true testament that I read this whole series. To how good it was! You're like, that's how that's good, good it was. You no, know, because I do feel like I have done this a couple times where I've read the first book in a series, and I'm like, I hated this, and I I didn't care if the other books are good. I'm just like, I'm done. The first book has ruined it for me. Um, but usually yeah. they're like, been patient. If the next wasn't coming out for a while, like I forget about the old books. And yeah. I'm like, to it or it's like it'll be one character that I wasn't crazy about will be like the main character and yeah so, yeah for some reason I, re- I really struggled to get this if that story. is what's making you not read reckless yet because you think that you're not going to like winter um here no it's not that at all and because <laughs> I feel like some people were like <laughs> I think yeah there's like some well, question because marks that's, there that's honestly a criticism I've gotten on some of my books and so I was so happy when Elsie announced that book because I love like redemption arcs for female we main characters. I love a redemption arc, especially for a female. Well, I don't really care like, about them for men. Female main characters get away with so much more than readers allow female main characters to get away with. And so um Yes. Because yeah, if a I'm woman so isn't if a woman isn't soft, if she has yeah. any kind of bite to her, she's automatically like a raging bitch. And yeah. I really love that Elsie just turned that shit on the head. Yeah. And was like, oh, well, and that's kind of like, about her. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm excited to read Reckless. I haven't obviously read it yet. At this point when this airs, I probably will have read it. But I, one thing that I did like that about Willa in Heartless was she is like, 
crass. I don't know if that's like the right word to describe her, but she's very like blunt and like like is just, just walking a around with panties in her purse. wild child. Yeah, just like I love that does. about her, and it and it wasn't like demonized, and I like I really liked that because I feel like you get kind of the like sweet, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think you know everybody has a little bit of that in them too but we'll talk you like about to see somebody there, but i think lennon is that way in left field love where she is like very sweet but she's got some bite to her and she like mm-hmm. is letting zero people walk all over i we'll, we're gonna get there in a second yeah okay okay so tell us about yourself you're obviously about to become a full-time writer <laughs> but how did you get into it what's kind of your tell us your origin backstory story. yes yeah your villain origin story <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a unique one, I feel like. Um, So I was always a big reader, never really considered writing or wanted to become an author necessarily, considered it a possible career path. I'm like a pretty logical, realistic person. And so that that was never a possibility that really ever occurred to me. And so I graduated college and I moved to D.C. to start my first adult job. And it was kind of a big life transition, like leaving my friends, leaving what was, you know, at that point, a very familiar environment in college. And so um, I just had always had ideas in my head whenever there was, you know, time, like, you know, time where I was like driving around or walking, I would have these ideas in my head of like what turned into plots, essentially, of like, I'd have some, I'd see something that would spark, you know, a a trajectory of like, oh, I could see this going here. I just had these ideas floating around. And I don't really remember what the moment was where I was like, oh, I'll try writing this down. But I did. And I started just in the evenings after work, I would sit down on the couch. And instead of watching TV, I would type two or 3000 words. And that added up very quickly. And then I was looking at what was essentially a full book and really had no idea what to do with it. I didn't know anyone who was a published author had any publishing experience and so I just researched like what you know what the opportunities were um in terms of like I was like I'd kind of like to do something with this and looked into Wattpad and other publishing platforms that people use and then um also discovered Amazon's self-publishing platform mm-hmm. and I was like oh this could be kind of fun you know I'll technically be a published author or whatever and so um, I didn't publish the first book that I wrote at the time. It has since been published. But the second book I finished, which was Four Months, Three Words. Did What's the publish. first book? The first book is Like I Never Said. Okay. Um, a little bit of why I didn't publish it at the time and when I did. Um, but the first one I actually did publish was Four Months, Three Words. And so I put it out there really expecting nothing at all to come from it. And I made like one of those free WordPress websites that you can do, you know. Yeah. And someone reached out to me through it. I was like, is there more to the story? And I had written more, again, purely for myself because I was enjoying it and wanted to continue their story. And so I ended up putting that book up as well and then had another idea for what became Kiss Now Lie Later. And finished that book and again, published it. And it was kind of a hobby. It was something I was enjoying doing in my spare time and was kind of an escape, something fun just for me. And it wasn't really until First Flight Final Fall, which was my fourth book, where I was like, take it a little seriously. And I had that book get a professional cover and I worked with an editor when I first started writing, I didn't know how to find an editor. Yeah. I didn't have the confidence. I thought they would like 
laugh at me like a 22 year old kid like like I didn't have the confidence to like be like you know look at this book for me and tell me if it's good or edit it and I didn't really have the money either you know I was living in DC which is a very expensive city yeah. and most of my income was going to like I was in a very nice apartment and everything um and so it just wasn't really a priority for me in a lot of ways it was again something I enjoyed doing and was pursuing it for that reason exclusively and it just really snowballed from there where um, I started seeing more success with it and um, wanted to stick with it. I had more ideas, kept releasing, and then also the kind of sales and income um, mm-hmm. was going on a similar trajectory where I was reached a point where I was making more <laughs> from writing than I was at my full-time job. That's and awesome. um, so then that was kind of the point where I was like, this could be a full-time career. And um, that has just continued to expand and develop. And yeah, I feel very lucky and fortunate. It wasn't something that I expected when I first started writing, certainly this outcome. Um, I feel, I don't want to sound like I just like stumbled into this because I've worked very hard at it as well. Like it's yeah. very difficult. Um, I think until you attempt to write a book, it's hard to contemplate just how much of a challenge it is to not only finish it, but then to put it out in the world is like a very vulnerable thing in a lot of ways as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's been uh, is she a journey that like, was unexpected yeah. in the best way. Yeah, I think it was some it was unexpected, but not um something that I didn't dedicate myself to at a certain point. There was like kind of yeah. a gradual shift where I was it turned from a hobby to what I hoped would become a career. And so when did you, when was your first book published? Um, it was, it came out four months before words came out September, 2020. Okay. So three years ago. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, and I just have to tell you, and I mean, we'll get to it, but we, we put in our stories, to see if any of our listeners had questions and like half of them were like can you just tell her that I love her like people Mm -hmm. love you like they love it was really sweet um it was was really sweet sweet. like people were just so excited at the beginning of the month and it was the first time I'd ever met a reader face to face which was just such a surreal experience did you go to like a big book event I did. I went to Rare London, um, which was so fun. like Megan Quinn was there. I met Elsie. Oh, met it Laura. looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're recording really with Laura next week. Elsie um, and Megan are on our, we would like to record with them. They're on our list. <laughs> if you're listening, was, yeah. we would like to yeah, have you on, Absolutely, they're listening. Um, totally but I'm listening. like, Rare London, I, Rare London, and then I feel like there's a Rare Paris too, right? And I'm like, those are like, that's the Best place to go. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to those book signings. Maybe instead of trying to go to Spicy LitCon, we should be like, you know what? Let's go to Rare London. Like, let's like really just like make a whole ass trip out of it. Yeah. Let's Um, do it. Okay. So, your two most recent books, Six Summers to Fall and Left Field Love, um, like I said, are two of my favorite. What was your inspiration behind them? Or kind of like, how did you Um, come to those? Yeah, Left Field Love is a little different because I technically wrote it back in 2021 was when the duet that um, Caleb and Lennon's story is based upon 
was first released. Um, and that was just, I'd written at that point for Monster Wars, just like Royal College romance. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'd written Kiss Now Lie Later, which was a high school enemies to lovers romance. And so Leftfield Love is also a, you know, high school um, enemies to lovers. But I just wanted a little bit more of a, I really wanted theirs to be a full story where you kind of grow up with them in that, mm -hmm. in the sense where I feel like in high school books that I've written and that I've read, it's often just kind of a short snippet, snippet. It's like a semester or part of a year. Yeah. And so I really wanted their book to, you know, span a length of time or not their book, what became their book, their story. I mean, cause they meet, you know, the first day of high school, essentially. And I mean, it follows them like, right after college and getting married and all of those things. Um, and I, I love, love that, that you don't really have them like break up per se. I mean, once they're together, they're together and they're kind of just like in it and they go through these, I mean, it's definitely like got some heavier um, like side stories to it just with like what mm -hmm. Lennon goes through with her family and things like that. But you really have them like yeah. in it. I mean, like they're in it, um, mm -hmm. which I feel like is yeah, nice because like, I just kissed Ally later is like a very controversial. They're like rivals. Like her mm -hmm. dad is the coach and her brother's the quarterback and she starts secretly being the rival quarterback. And so there was just like a lot of drama and contention in that book. And so I think coming out of it to write what became the first half of left field love. I just wanted something that not that their story is conflicts free, but I want it to be like a, a safe, warm, like kind of a warm hug in a lot of it ways is where they deal hug, which I've talked about in mm -hmm. my like books. Maybe really like loves a warm hug. I do. And each other, despite um, their kind of apprehensions about each other, or um, certainly Lennon has a certain perceived um, idea of who Caleb is. That's not that accurate. And he, you know, really proves that to her over, the length of the book, which I thought was kind of a special relationship to depict. It's so special. Shown. So. And I love and Neely kind of Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. Go well, I was going to say like on the, uh, and we can go back to Six Summers to Fall, but like I remember when Neely was reading Left Field Love, which I haven't read yet, but um, she was talking about like how emotional, well, I guess was so it like the emotional. second half was super emotional? Do you feel like it, that's yeah. like the most emotional I mean, book you've read? That I have or not written, read, no. written. Not oh, I thought you were sorry. The, the most emotional book I've read. I was like, oh no, I've read some like real that, fucked up books. That, um, that came out of my mouth, and I was like, no, no, not read, written. Because <laughs> like that's not a, that's a question for yeah, her. That's a Charlotte yes. question. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I wrote. I've written some angst, some angstier books from that for sure. Yeah, um, angstier Neely. Oh, I but, know. Yeah. So, but I do feel like that's, that's an outlier from my other books and in, in certain ways where it is, it not only follows them for a long length of time, but they're really together. For well, and the, the character yeah. development in it is so good. Like, I think one thing that you do, one of many things you do well is your character development. Like, I feel like you can read like some books that I feel like I'll read, like won't stay with me because like, I don't just know much about the characters. Like you kind of just dive in and you don't really know a lot of their backstory Whereas I especially feel with Left Field Love, like there's such a buildup to them finally being together that you're really getting, like you understand where Lynn is coming from in her life and you understand why her priorities are different than basically all of her peers at the time because she just feels such a sense of responsibility 
to the farm and to her grandfather. And, you know, with Caleb, you really see how he like wants to just not be anything like his family. And, you know, his, he's like, I'm trying to get the hell out of here and get away from you people and like not be like you basically. Um, also I love and did not see it coming that, um, he owned the property. Like when that kind of came in, he's like, oh yeah, like my Spoiler alert. Spoilies, guys. Spoilies. Um, that, <laughs> Spoiler. it's not like I'm spoiling. It's not, it sounds like a bigger <laughs> deal in the book than it is. It's, it's a major plot point. It's really not a major plot point. Um, I just was very surprised by it when he was, just trust it. It's not a big, it's okay. not like I'm telling you. This sounds like a dies. book that I can okay. continue. Yeah. This sounds like a book I can continue my cowboy romance era on. Like they're in a, they're on a There's farm. There's a farm. I wouldn't say it's like cow. I mean, there are horses. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I would definitely not classify it as a cowboy romance. I would classify it as more yeah. of a small town sports romance. Um, With the farm. But. But there's there is there, are is there like a barn scene? There are scenes in barns. Are you looking for like a sex barn scene? I don't is I don't think so. There's one. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. I say that as if I didn't just read the book. I am like You're like, wait, like, is did they? Like I thought about well, it. It's a I remember really good epilogue. And you know we, we have strong well, Rachel yeah. and I have strong feelings about epilogues. We feel like epilogues about, really yeah. have to take you like far into the future. I don't like epilogues yeah. say like two weeks later or six weeks. Like I know I need like a full, I need to know yeah. that we're happy. I need to know that we're like, everyone's Long successful. Term. Everyone's good. Yeah. We've created yeah. a beautiful life. We have 17 children. Like I need the whole picture. I don't, <laughs> your epilogue that it's one month later does nothing for me. I'm not even satisfied no. when the couple just gets engaged. I need more. I need more. I need more. Um, okay. okay, so we we've kind of talked about and y'all have like alluded to other books where there's heavy topics. And I feel like in I haven't even finished four months, three words, but like I know that there's going to be like some it, it comes up very early on that there's like going to be some stuff, especially with her dad um, that are going to be heavy. I don't want to spoil it. Whatever. It's like spoilies for books anyway, that are- it's like. We're not spoiling books that have been out for at least three years. Like, if you haven't read it. Okay, so he gets, he's, it's like very early in the book, her dad's diagnosed with Alzheimer's and she's going to have to take the throne, which I'm like, we'll talk more about this book in a second because I'm like, it's, I'm like, what am I reading? This is amazing. Okay, so, but he, but you deal with a lot of these heavy subjects in your books. Is that something that you always knew you wanted to include in uh, your romance novels like I feel like the romance genre has gotten more there's definitely more so now of like these heavier topics but you still don't always see it so is that something that you always knew you would include I don't think it was intentional I think what I've included is more to explain character actions where it's I have a very clear picture of the character and what I want their journey or arc to be in the book and then I try to come up with a backstory that would explain that. So like, for example, with Lennon, she has a lot of responsibilities outside of that most teenagers don't, where she's taken on a lot of, you know, she has a lot going on outside of sports or homework or dates or, you know, all this stuff that most teenagers are focused on or thinking about. And so I knew that I wanted her to have that serious edge to her and to feel like she was 
um, kind of an outsider separate from most of her peers for that reason. And so I kind of built her backstory with Gramps and her parents um, around that where I wanted to, you know, not an explanation, but just to give the reader, you know, an idea of where she was coming from and what kind of her reasoning was for how she, you know, what decisions she was making and why. And I think I've, for some books, I have had an idea of what that would be. But then again, like with Vivian, I was like, she needs a reason that she has to take the throne. (laughs) And so um, I didn't want to like kill off her parents. And it also worked with the plot of the book for it to be like she's um you know sending the throne sooner than she planned yeah but it wasn't you know like a sudden instance and so she was kind of reevaluating her life of you know while I'm still a civilian what do I want to do and so um that works well with the plot there so I didn't like go into it planning to write her father with that sort of disease it was more of you know it's always a puzzle putting the plot together in terms of what what'll work and what makes and so yeah. that that's usually how I arrive at those decisions. And I love that. Um, I feel like in doing that, it really, that's like speaks, like I was saying to the character development, because I feel like it really makes them like whole complete people because <clears throat> sorry, they have flaws and they have, sorry, I have to drink water. They have, you know, things around their lives, like in six summers to fall Harper, it starts with her um, going to the house because like, she just needs to go back there. Um, okay. This was the book where I texted you and I was like sitting on my, like the front porch. Is it, what's the line? I like, can't, I don't want to misquote it, but it's like the very beginning of the book. Crap. I know what you're talking about. People, when I was at the signing, people kept coming up and asking me to write my favorite quote in the books when I signed it. <laughs> I was like, literally, this I was like, where she says, like, standing on the porch where my father killed himself. Yeah. Or, yeah, something along those lines. It's okay. The end I, of the second. So I screenshotted this and sent it to Rachel, and she's like, what yes. the fuck are you reading? And I was like, I was like what is I don't this? know what's about to happen, but like, I'm going on a journey. I can tell. Um, and, but I am obsessed with Drew, obsessed with him. He was just like, Rainbow. I just, he was like so dreamy. He was such a dreamboat. So, um, and I just like, I like her. Okay. That story. I felt like I related to a lot just because like we all have family drama, right? Like everybody has drama in their family. And I feel like it was really, um, just realistic that she would be the one that like needs to talk about her dad. Like they had this bond and like, you know, her mom and her sister are like, yeah, like, I'm just like, not like this happened. And like, we're just like, not going to talk about it anymore. Like it was a thing that happened. And we just don't go there. Um, and I feel like just like seeing how her and her sister just like, like, you can tell that they just like want to have a relationship. They just like don't know how to get there. And um, I like that that was such a like large point of the book, because I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like you have a family member where you're like, we have issues. Like, we butt heads like we have stuff with mom but like I don't I don't want it to be like that like how do we fix it um and I just think it was just like such a beautiful story and I like anything that takes place like on like beach just water I just think it just always makes stream I also love anything that's a fake relationship because it's just (laughs) fake relationships are the most fun to read like I'm sorry is six summers to follow a fake relationship or is it fake dating Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm 
they knew each other and he agrees to go to her sister's wedding as a date and so they're everyone's like you're dating drew halifax because he's like a famous he's a famous dude and um she's like (gasps) sure i'm I'm getting more excited about this book the more you talk Um, about it oh no it's great i mean it's very he's dreamy they have insane chemistry um he wakes her up to take her fishing because like her dad would do it her dad would wake her up and take her it was it's a precious and i loved every single second of it i did that was a book where i like really didn't want it to end and I feel like we've all been there where you're I, reading a book. You're like, I'm going to be fine when this ends. But that was one where I was like, please don't end. I don't want it to. Um, well, I love that he, that, that everybody, okay. So when my, my husband was not famous when I met him, but he's not famous now either. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. He like, was on Shark um, Tank though. He was on Shark Tank. He was on Shark Tank. Yeah. A, yeah. A while ago. But he, uh, he was, I called him by two names for the longest time. Like he wasn't just, uh brian he was brian lewis and so i love that it's like you're with drew halifax i'm like it's a two-namer it's like also just something that name that. like something about that name just like screams athlete to me like that to me is just like mm. such an athlete name it's like drew halifax. that is an athlete like, name yeah. like he's you know he's hot like you don't even you need to know nothing else about him like you hear his name you're like surely you're a hot man because absolutely your name is drew halifax well Names. I appreciate that. I, you know, I'm always interested to know how authors do this. Um, yeah. Like, do you just like somewhere have like a list of names that you might use at some point? And when you like see or hear one that you like or one pops in your name, do you like add it to like a note? Almost like a baby name I list, don't. but for characters. I have a, I usually have a very clear idea of the character and then I'll just look at names until I find one that I feel like fits. It's like when people don't name their baby ahead of time and they're like, I'm going to see what it looks like when it's born. Whereas, <laughs> I. That is a great comparison. The minute I knew I was having a girl, I was like, we're naming her Charlotte. And I started monogramming stuff so we couldn't change our minds. I was like, no, that's oh, her. Yeah. Name. We, knew with, we knew with both. I, I was like, I know what the name is. At that point, you don't know what her personality will be, right? Like, if but you have is, a character in your. She you know, is a like, Charlotte. They're going to be like. Redhead, like yeah, can't name her like I don't know. I don't want to choose Goldie, name, but like some <laughs> evoke that kind of. You like, can't name fast. like a redhead Goldie, right? Like it'd be weird. Yeah, it's like um, yeah. But Charlotte used to call. Did you? Okay, I'm just so random. It has nothing to do with anything. Did it take you a while as a kid to learn how to pronounce your own name? I don't think so. I'd have to ask my parents. Okay, like for the longest time, Charlotte couldn't <laughs> say her own name. So my son is Leah. Okay. Easiest name. Like, right. We gave him a four letter name. Charlotte's a hard name. That's hard. She would call herself Sharcy. And we were like, that's that's cute. cute. And it kind of stuck for a little while, but now she says Charlotte. Um, But Liam, when I was pregnant with Charlotte, would call her baby Shawit. And I was like, it's just like, Lainey was very little when I was pregnant with Emmy and she couldn't pronounce Emmy. So she'd call her Mimi. It was so cute. She'd be like, Mimi or Mimi. That's so funny. Yeah. Charlotte calls Liam yum. Like it comes out yum. How she says yum. Liam. And I'm like, but every now and then if you tell her to say it, she'll say Liam. But if she say it like just yeah. often, she's she'll like, like yum. Exaggerate yum. it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Going back to your books. Okay. So I just started four months, three words. We talked a little bit about that, but I need to know what... I love that this was this was the, not the first one you wrote, but the first one you published. But I'm like, where on earth did this idea come from? Because it is such a fun concept. I feel like so it's fun. almost like 
I was kind of thinking like Princess Diaries, but that's not right. It's like reverse Princess Diaries. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> uh, what's that Amanda Bynes movie where she goes to, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh my gosh, what's it called? And she goes, like, she's the man and that's not right. Yeah, it's not she's the man. No, it's uh, uh, what a girl wants. What a girl wants yeah. and she goes and he's like the prince or something. That's kind of oh, what I feel like it's like. okay. I saw that. Yeah, what are, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. I, I too, when she said they made a bind movie, I was like, it's not she's the man. She, yeah. No, it's not she's the That's man. That's a different story. Um, and then yeah. I also immediately think of Easy It, which I think is an underrated Amanda Bynes role. <laughs> so. That's not Amanda Bynes. Is that, a, oh, wait, she's the, she's the, she's the, she's, uh, she's in it. it. I was thinking of I am aware whatever the main girl is. I'm aware it's Emma Stone. Stone. <laughs> I was like, that's not Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes <laughs> is the, right. she is the Christian villain. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah. It is funny. Okay, anyway, but what inspired, so what What made you want to do kind of the royalty vibes? I honestly have no, I, I don't have a great answer for it. It was just an idea that popped into my head and that happens a lot. And I just kind of go with it, honestly, until I'll have like, usually it's one scene or one component of it that will come to mind and then, I'll just snowball from there. And yeah, it's kind of like dominoes where I'll just, yeah, I'll keep going with it and either it will work or it won't. And if it works, I'll start writing it. It's usually, it's usually how my process goes. So we have a few. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was you go. Well, and that one says single point of view. Is that what, is that what all of yours are? Do you normally write single point of view? So the second half is dual. Because I haven't gotten there yet. Oh my gosh! You'll get Jason's perspective um, soon. Soon, it's coming. She's excited. Okay, I'm excited about that. Okay, Um, continue. Continue. We we have. I don't do single point of views well, um, and I think it's because for the last year I've like predominantly been reading dual point of views. So when I'm like thrown at a single point of view, or the whole book is written in third person, I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. Like I. Yeah. What was the book that I read that I kept texting you that I was having a hard time reading? Uh, it um, happened one summer. Thank you. Which I loved, but yeah. I was like, I yeah. was like, it's so was good, like but it's the hard person to read. Yeah. Because I just yeah. never read books like that. Anyway, we have some listener questions that I'm just going to throw at you. Um, so, who has been your favorite book couple to write? It's a hard question. Very difficult question. Um, I think Lennon and Caleb are up there to continue our left field love. Um, I had a lot of fun with them mostly because it, I just felt like that I really got to develop and explore that relationship. From and it's a super complete story. I mean, like it's like you don't leave that book feeling like you need, like you know exactly like how these two, the rest of them, they're at. Yeah, and just, yeah, yeah. And I felt um, Scarlet and Crew from Fake Empire were also a lot of just because they're both such like just had like power struggle headbutting the whole time so i had a lot of fun with the banter and the back and forth on that book we love banter banter. um okay are there any tropes that you have not written that you want to write Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's like lots um Mm -hmm. there there are a couple i'm working on right now um i'm writing piper and kyle's book from six summers to fall right now really? and that's gonna be cowboy I'm so romance. Excited. I'm a cowboy so romance. 
and will then we, will I we also, get any will we get any um harper and drew in that yes thank the lord because i could read 27 more books about them like just <laughs> just keep me in that world as long as humanly possible i you can write a book about the boat for all i care i just want more i want more of that world. um yeah I, they they have a cameo and then i'm also um one of my most popular books first flight final fall um is follows a female soccer player and she falls for kind of the golden boy of the professional soccer world and um one of the side characters from that i'm writing a book and that's going to be brother's teammate which i've never written before and a lot of fun love he's also one of my favorites one of my favorites of playboy too writing him because he's totally different from anyone i've I've written before so those are two books i have tropes for that i'm currently writing um i'd like to do a workplace romance at some point possibly i'm in trouble i love Um, workplace this is a very specific I uh, i don't usually go into books with tropes in mind it's more like they develop as as i write so i'll have like you know ideas in the back of my mind that just kind of come together in the right time where I'm like, Oh, I could, I can make this into this. And that's, yeah. I don't like have a list. I'm crossing off. Like what idea yeah. can I come up with? This? Check, it's more check. of a, well, we have a very specific question from a listener and they want to know you. if we have a few very specific ones. They want to know if Ryan from winning Mr. Wrong is going to get his own book. Her there. Um, <laughs> Day. Ryan, is that her brother? I can't even. Is, <laughs> you're like probably. You're not. like it's probably, probably not. not. Happening. <laughs> probably not. That's fine. Rom com, like Bachelor inspired, and that more than anything else I've written, that's felt like a standalone. So probably not. But mm-hmm. I will. I will look up who he is after this. You're like I'm going to write that down. The people want to know if we're reading more of the Kensingtons. The people want to know. Yes. So that is my billionaire duet. I wrote the two brothers and there are a couple side characters, namely Asher, who was a fan favorite. Mm -hmm. And I will most likely write him a book. Um, And I'm also planning to do a second generation. Tell me a more, tell me a more like hot guy name than Asher. Than Asher. There's not. Yeah. Um, There's not. It doesn't exist. It okay, doesn't hardest exist. book you've written? Oof. Um, Real Regrets, which was the second book in the Kensington series, which came out in June. Um, that was a very difficult book. It was a double redemption arc. So both of the char- the main characters in that book were not villains, but certainly made questionable moral choices in the first book. And so... I rewrote that book start to finish several times, which I'd never done before. And I changed the main character lead a couple of times as well. But um, I'm very happy with how it turned out. But it was it was very difficult to do. It was probably the the first time Fake Empire I released um, last summer. And it was different than anything I'd released before. It was darker, spicier, just very different. And I had no idea how it would be received. And it ended up doing very, very well. And so 
I felt a lot of pressure more so mm-hmm. with anything I've published since to have the sequel live up to that. And so yeah. um, I love the double redemption. Yeah. I don't, you don't see a lot of that. Yeah, no, it, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I feel like this is true of a lot of my female main characters where they're often a little prickly and yeah. um, grumpy. <laughs> and, I love it. Um, sassy. And that's not always everyone's cup of tea, but I really enjoy writing it. And I feel it, like it's... I like reading it. And I think it's funny because I saw somebody one time that was like, uh, somebody posted and was like, it's not reverse grumpy sunshine. It's just grumpy sunshine. And the grumpy one happens to be the female main character. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, like what? a little thrown when they say reverse grumpy sunshine. I'm like, isn't that just grumpy sunshine? Mm-hmm. It's just grumpy sunshine, but it's the female that's the grumpy one. I'm like, like she can be grumpy. Can we also be just grumpy? be realistic that a lot more times it's probably the female that's the grumpy one? Or is that just yeah. in my house? That might just be my no, house. No, it's in my house too. Because the women in this it house, is. me and Charlotte, are definitely the moodier ones. It's the men who are like a little bit yeah. the, the upbeat fellas. Um, okay. So somebody, the last listener question that we will say, are there any more to come in the Like I Never Said or Fly By Ones? Um, like I Never Said, possibly. I would love to, that's the book I may um, do like a bonus epilogue for something. That is the first book I wrote. And so... I um, am celebrated a lot on releasing that book at all. It spans like a wide time span. And so I struggled a lot with what to include for the different summers and whatnot. And I was never totally satisfied with how it turned out, but I loved the story enough that I went ahead and released it to what I felt like was the best it could be at the time. And there are a couple side characters in that book that I could see getting books. And then with Flyby, I do you have an idea for Evie's brother that I might write at some point? But you're nothing like, you're like, I've got all these ideas in my head that maybe I'm they'll fine. happen. So I have my next three books mapped as far in advance as I'm planning at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've That's talked fair. a lot on this podcast about like book talk and bookstagram and just um, like how Ooh. those platforms, especially book talk, have like changed things for authors. Although, I assume that you, did you start, like, did you immediately start posting on TikTok? Like when you started writing, like how much has it changed things for you? Because I know for me, like long before I read any of your books, I was like constantly getting fed your books on TikTok because TikTok knows what I like. And I mean, like all of your (laughs) books, like they were all coming at me from different directions. And I feel like, like I use TikTok like as a search tool. I mean, like, it's literally like the, okay, for example, I just got contacts and I, TikTok taught me easier ways to put them in and take them out because I was struggling. Um, like learning this at 39 is hard. <laughs> okay. Like my yeah. husband who's been wearing contacts since he was like prepubescent is like, it's not hard. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, no, it's like very hard. Starting to poke my ass at 39 is hard. Um, <laughs> and so do you feel like for you, TikTok has made a big difference. It definitely has. I don't know. I joined it like a year, year and a half ago. I was not not early on the book talk at all. I didn't know that it was m- much of a thing or what that authors are posting on it necessarily mm-hmm. or what to post. And it's been totally trial and error ever since, honestly. 
but it has had a huge impact on my sales and just there's really no comparable way to getting you know your book and your name out there I've had you know a couple of videos that have done really well and just like seen my book go into the top 100 on it like the immediate effect is there's really no other way to replicate that sort of trajectory I wonder if authors who've been around for like 20 and 30 years are like shit all these new authors just jumping on TikTok and their books are blowing up and I had to like make sure I was on the front table at Barnes and Noble to like, I mean, cause truly <laughs> like, like, yeah, you know, pre social media, like I would go to Barnes and Noble or RIP borders and just like mm. stroll through the fiction section and like see if a book jumped out at me truly when one judged books by its cover. Cause I probably would never read yeah. 90% of the stuff I read now. Um, yeah. I would not have like, yeah, well, I published a romance industry in particular, like, you know, if you're publishing through a traditional publisher, you've got, you know, the might of their branding and marketing and money. But it's so much slower. But it's so much slower. And yeah, the just the, the, there's no barrier to entry to, you know, posting a video on TikTok, you don't have to spend any money, you don't have to have any marketing experience or degree or anything, you can just put it out there. And if people respond to it, then, you know, you've got the potential for a massive payback. So I feel like if I was I an author, I would almost prefer indie publishing just because I feel like you don't have to follow so many, like there's so many barriers with traditional publishing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not able to put out, I mean, like you what might put a book out every like two to three years just because of like how long the process is where it's like if you have five books ready you can like boom 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 them out Megan Quinn style where you've got a new yeah. book coming out like every like I texted Rachel yesterday I'm like does she ever sleep like we're convinced that Megan I, Quinn is Rachel a conspiracy was like, I think Megan Quinn is actually six people that go as like it's a pin name um, for six people it's <laughs> like I've truly like like, I swear, I will, like, get on Instagram, and she's, like, published a book. She's, like, in my next four bo-. I'm, like, what? Oh, I can't even keep How? up, Megan. How? I can't yeah. even read Okay, fast so, <laughs> Charlotte, you've talked a little bit about this, but just to kind of wrap us up, we've got a couple more, like, quick things that we'll do. But what's next for you? Give us, like, a brief summary of what we can expect coming up. I don't have any anything major to announce. Um, I can say what my next three books will be. I just don't have release dates for them. Um, one is Piper and Kyle's book, which is, is going to be like, possibly. I don't like. I don't have release dates. Um, <laughs> okay, that's the cowboy <laughs> romance. They're introduced in Six Summers to Fall, and. He is a country music singer and Piper works for the record label that represents him. So um, that I'm almost finished with. And then Tuesday Night Truths, which is a sequel to Friday Night Lies, which was a like kind of one tree hill. Tell me less. High school basketball. um, (laughs) Big one tree hill friends Romance (laughs) that I published last uh, fall. I'm going to write a sequel for them in college um, that will also come out this year. Are you, are, you then, like a, are you a CWWB fan? Like, I just like, I feel like you might be. I like, just like feel <laughs> like some Gilmore Girls, Gossip you. Girl, One Tree Hill vibes from you. Yeah. And, and all the best shows. I mean, truly. truly. 
Truly, they just yeah. dominated. That's that why era. people keep like me just rewatch them every year because I'm like, I'm sorry, there's yeah. just nothing that's being released that comes close to these. So and it's I don't... so funny because literally, like every author we talk to though is like, let me tell you about how the CW changed my life. Like <laughs> when I tell you that the CW actually, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go back the WB because like the CW yeah. just like actually ruined my life because it made one of my favorite shows a casualty. This is an Everwood podcast again. Um, yeah, and we're back. we're back to Everwood now. Um, but <laughs> the original, the original show that told me I liked small town romances, <laughs> that's where it started. I am convinced. Yeah. Um, but no, like everyone we talk to, we like literally get into a WBCW discussion because like, I feel like if you are a current, like indie, even like contemporary author like you have to that has to be part of your backstory because like it's just like where all of our ideals it shaped us it shaped us like I'm sorry but like Nathan Scott was the original like you're not real kind of person like the original uh bad boy turned I mean it's just but really yeah justice for Um, Nathan being the hotter brother right um, and then the last book I'm planning to release this year is um, it's connected to First Flight Final Fall, and it's the brothers' um, teammate kind of bad boy. You heard it here first, guys. I love okay. it. You did. These Maybe are her first, next books. But... <laughs> now let her write yeah. in peace. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the last question that we always, always, always ask everybody is, what is your have-to-read-it book that you tell everyone about? Like, when somebody says to you, I need to read a book. What's the one you're like? This this is it. Sorry, well, I, didn't put I have one. No one's ever asked me that. She's like, shit. Now I need to think of an answer in case someone I does know. ask me that. <laughs> someone else asked me. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the beauty of reading is there's something out there for everyone. You know, there's so many different books. I mean, and it's true. So many like. Styles, like no one it's it's you know art is always subjective in terms of what people appreciate do you have a go-to like reread i'm not a rereader i could like count on one hand the number of books that i've reread i used it's to be a always huge rereader until i discovered i'm not a reader either yeah yeah, yeah. I'm and it, I'm so flattered whenever anyone tells me that they're rereading one of like that's the highest compliment someone can give me. It is they extremely tell me likely I will reread Six Summers to Fall multiple times. I flattered. Really, Amelia's a big yeah, rereader. I reread many books, and I know how many amazing books are out there. So um, that's my thing is that why I, I don't reread because I'm like a rereader since we started the podcast because I just can't yeah. because like yeah work no time like like I like I have homework now and so I'm like. I yeah. <laughs> have, plus like I can't get on here and when we talk about a recent read we'd be like for the 14th time I reread consider me you're welcome yeah. <laughs> let me like, tell you about it let me tell you again yeah. how much I love it um yeah but truly okay so I we always uh, end our questioning with a rapid fire this or that so this is just like a first instinct off the top okay. of your head Neely you go first all right so kayaking with Caleb or fishing with Drew Hacking with Caleb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sports romance or small town romance? Sports. You are our people. Um, although we do yeah, have a small town. Um, <laughs> yes. Cozy night in or wild night out? Uh, cozy night. 
Same. Neely left this one for me. Ready? Okay. Good girl or look at me? Like, good girl. Like, you know. Like, flashy. Um, look at me. Mm-hmm. See, That's I'm a good fun. girl girl. But I feel like a lot of people really yeah. like that look at me. Have you seen the filter? Have we done this on um, TikTok where it's like, what is your, like. Praise. Pra- yes. What it, thank you. What is your yeah. praise word? And I like did it like 15 times and never got good girl. And I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> Um, I feel like this filter doesn't work. (laughs) It's like when you'd have it, it's like the TikTok filters are like the new magic eight ball where you're like, I didn't get the answer. I feel like, let me just deep dive good girl and look at me really quick. So I feel like good girl is, is, uh, more like, I feel like more people do it. Like it's like a good girl happens a lot. Right. Maybe not. I don't know. And then look at me. It's like, it does. (laughs) look at me kind of like surprises me and like they're like look at me and I'm like oh okay like that's where like it's like look at me open your mouth and I'm gonna spit some whiskey into it I'm gonna spit okay. some whiskey in there um go to okay so okay. on that note Charlotte where can people find you <laughs> wait 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 we gotta do our review of the week first oh my bad my bad I just <laughs> Neely, sorry. it's like you've never done a podcast recording before it's like okay, I so didn't we're do this do. yesterday <laughs> It's, it's like we're we gonna haven't do done this 26 times now. <laughs> we're going to do our review of the week. And uh, if we read, if this is you, if you are Laura Sophia Morales, then DMS, we will send you something fun in the mail. Okay. So our review of the week. I love this podcast and found them because of sports romance books. We just talked about that. Such a fun listen. And I love when they interview authors to get the scoop on the behind the scenes of the book. This is a perfect review yes. for this episode. Yes. Yes, we also love that because what is life? Like I'm continually yeah. shocked. And like, Rachel and I literally will text each other and be like, I can't believe people talk to us. Like, yeah, like this is kind of weird, but we're here for um, it. Yeah. But thank you. Um, okay, now. Okay, now, Charlotte, Charlotte where, where people you find you? We have to whore ourselves out. Yeah, yeah. Mostly post on Instagram and TikTok, both of which are author CW Farnsworth. And I also have a website www.authorcwfarnsworth.com. My books are all on Kindle Unlimited on Amazon, and my paperbacks and audiobooks are available widely. We, we love, love that. a KU Queen. We love yeah. a KU Queen. Like yeah, I, I, I have to really want to read a book if I go to Kindle and it's like, sorry, you have to pay for this. I'm like, how much do I want? To yeah like, um, ooh, it's not but I love when it's a book that I read on Kindle Unlimited and I was like I gladly pay for this book um yeah that's true that's true and okay right, yes, Nelly, where can great, people find you for you can find me everywhere indie. or authors yes yes, yes. Well, and Kindle Unlimited can keep raising the prices all they want I'm gonna pay it here okay yeah every month that is one yeah. subscription I will randomly go like audit all of my subscriptions and be like yes I need that yeah never getting out of that um you can find me everywhere at neelykins except on tiktok where i'm at neely moldavan if you know you know yeah and you can find uh me everywhere at rachel underscore m lewis and then you can find our podcast everywhere uh well not everywhere most places you, we're you gonna can have find it, maybe, maybe by this point we'll have a tiktok guys we're gonna do it okay it's just one at a time yeah we're just uh, but we're really much show podcast we are very fun on Instagram. We are at Smudge Show Podcast, and you can find us there. And then at th- on Threads, we're on Threads yeah, now. Yeah, oh, we're on Threads. We're cool. um, yeah. We have a Facebook group, and sometimes we post there. 
And sometimes usually we, do, yeah. we don't, but sometimes we do. Yeah. And what a day. And is. you can leave us a review on anywhere you listen to podcasts. We would love five star reviews and ratings and subscribing because that helps recently, us guys, recently we were ranked really high um, in Canada and we've been ranked under books in the United States. And it's like really fun yeah. for us when we see that we have a ranking. It is. Like, and you might get life? some happy mail if we read your review on the podcast. So go leave a good review and we're so close to listen. 50 reviews on Apple. So just like would be fun. Good team. Good team. All right. Thanks so much, Charlotte, for coming on the podcast. We appreciate Thanks it. Finding me, you guys. This is a lot of fun. We will hear talk. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.